0: The peak continues. Dominique Foxworth still vibrating from caffeine. Israel Gutierrez in Miami, threatening to outdo everybody here. Mm. Gotta look, obviously, though I drank most of it, It but I saved a little bit more for Mm. the air. Alabaster, it is your time to join us.
1: That's right. We get to talk about a team that's gone south very quickly, the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, Early in the season, we thought they should trade Russell Westbrook to become a contender. Not enough, my friends. Now it's being rumored by Stephen A. Smith, Bill Simmons, Kevin O'Connor, that maybe, just maybe, their precious Anthony Davis is on the trade market. My question, should they do it? Should they ship out AD in LA?
0: So we just did a topic about how media members are infiltrating the NFL. Media members have also quietly been doing the same thing in the NBA. I want to give this topic credence only on that level because like the Anthony Davis thing, right? It starts off as gossip, but the underpinnings of it, like, Izzy. The dude is a terrible jump shooter who no one thinks can stay healthy, who has been riding the wave of a of a bubble title. A bubble title, Izzy. Yes. Against yeah, the Miami. A, a bite a, a vital. And also the fact that he got named to the top 75 all time team. Yeah. But I this makes sense to me, man. Trading AD makes sense to me.
2: Well, you know what else he's been uh he's been the Lakers best player uh this year and so the Lakers are sort of operating under this sort of idea of they're kind of a rebuilding team but nobody's telling the players uh because they're I mean they're they're, everything about them says rebuilding except for the roster and the salaries (laughs) because the type of team (laughs) that they have is just not to win it's a it's older guys and so the idea of trading Russell Westbrook to create it into contender, we all knew that that was just nonsense. You weren't going to take a, a, you know, average to below average player who's way overpaid and somehow fill out your roster. So do you think that you're going to do that with Anthony Davis? Because what you need to, to to get back in order to even be some semblance of a contender is somebody who protects the rim and rebounds the way he does. And then somebody who's still young, sort of superstar-ish, who can carry your team because LeBron does not look like he can carry a team over the course of a season, over the course of a game even sometimes. Russell Westbrook certainly can't. The rest of that roster certainly can't. So who are you getting back for Anthony Davis, right? So what is trading Anthony Davis really saying? Trading Anthony Davis isn't saying we're going to get back in contention. Trading Anthony Davis is saying, hey, we're going to pretty much tear this down and try to build it right back up real quick but you can't do that if you are the team that is the most vain, the most image conscious in the league, more so than, than, you know, than the Knicks. And you can't do that with that team that has LeBron James on it because LeBron James isn't going to sit through a, a, even the quickest of rebuilds if you trade him. So what does it mean? If you're trading Anthony Davis, You're probably looking to trade LeBron James too and just tear it all down and then start back like that with all these draft picks. Because that's if you even if you take this year, you're not getting your own draft pick. It's going to the Pelicans. Right. So you almost have to redo this whole thing if you're ever going to sort of bounce back from what looks like a disastrous build at the end.
3: So you did an excellent job of walking us through that thought process, which that thought process is something I'm sure LeBron James has walked himself through already. And we know that AD is a part of his agency. And we also know that uh, big decisions in LA seem to have gone through LeBron to some degree. So that leads us to the question, is this something that LeBron wants? Does he want out? Does he want AD out? Because I don't think that AD trade rumors get out unless LeBron wants it out. And I, I, I'm, guilty of something that I like accused a lot of other people of doing is like blaming LeBron for all the front office things but rumors like this I think it's fair to assume that there's no benefit for this to get out uh Rob Palenka doesn't want this to get out unless LeBron thinks it's okay so is that the move and where does then we get into speculation about the offseason because LeBron can't be traded until the offseason which is like so far away but if the question is you can send A D somewhere to to rebuild your roster. You would need to to staple some first round picks onto that to make that happen. You ain't got none. So what are you really or none none of any value? You don't have any draft picks of any value. So I don't know how this is a like a feasible strategy unless they are going to accept that they are in a rebuild which like you mentioned lebron don't want to be a part of that or does he
0: well okay okay. well it's the two things to catch up here right they do have the picks that they have been dangling in front of the pacers right the 2027 alabaster and 2029 picks which are obviously not about right now those are the ones that would get theoretically miles turner and buddy yield but the second thing of like we are just being so polite to the lakers right now i think Wow. Given the fact that the reality is, is that they're unbelievably terrible, they have the fourth worst record in the league. None of us think they're actually good at this point. Anthony Davis is as described. LeBron James is unfortunately now as described. We're kind of like, how do we how do we how do we not tell grandpa that uh, you know his favorite show got cancelled? It's like, yeah, sorry, man, like we got is, is that an analogy that people relate to? Yeah um, again, I, I want
2: I mean, yeah, I understand what you're going for.
0: But, I would be Grandma want, with the
2: novellas. Maybe Grandma with the novellas. Grandpa that not fix up
0: her favorite stories, right? Her favorite stories are fake, okay? And the <laughs> Lakers likewise claiming to be shooters. they're twenty nine point one percent from three. They are dead last in the league. I am at a place where I just don't think that even my Lakers obsessed friends, they're like, what can we get for Anthony Davis at this point?" It's just a matter of is this iceberg that so, they're clinging to worth clinging to? And my answer is no. The no most, and let's like, fast
2: forward that that anal- I'm sorry, that, that hypothetical real quick. Let's say they do get out from under Anthony Davis and basically announce to everyone, hey, we're rebuilding, and it's like LeBron is can't get out of there fast enough. What does that do to the Lakers as a franchise? Yes, they're in L.A., which is always going to be an attraction. But we've already seen them sort of mess up a co- like the Kobe Shaq thing. They couldn't really fix and keep them together the whole time. Obviously, they mess with, up
0: stuff all the time. With man.
2: this situation, <laughs> if you if you sort of run LeBron out of town and only get a champion one championship with him, and he's been here longer than he's been with the Heat already, so it's just what is this going to do to the Lakers? Is it going to be one of those long-term situations where free agents maybe don't want to go there or they're going to have to get lucky in the draft and get themselves, you know, a Victor Wembenyama or Emman Thompson or a Scoot Henderson or something like that and then just sort of build again? This is, this is quite the decision for the Lakers. If they go full, uh, just over the cliff and say, all right, Anthony Davis, this experiment's over. We'll just see what happens with LeBron after that because it feels like we've just maxed out at our championship
3: you brought up my boo wimby which is the only thing that i think it feels like a reasonable trade potential is the idea that they could trade with somebody that does have a potential lottery pick so it would have to be a team who's acquired someone else's pick because this team has to be in contention in order to trade for anthony davis so a team that's in contention that thinks anthony davis gives them a better chance to win and a team who has a pick that they'd be willing to trade to the Lakers that belongs to a bad team. That right. would be a beautiful opportunity for this team. I wonder who could potentially have that. Do New Orleans Pelicans have the <laughs> Lakers pick? Take AD back and give the Lakers their pick back because it doesn't promise them Wimby, but it at least gives them a chance at it. Because that to me feels like a reasonable trade Um, I don't think it's gonna happen because there's no way AD wants to go back there, and they probably don't want to accept him back. But I I do, they don't. I do think think the value is there. Like the value for AD immediately is there, and the potential value of this draft pick is something is a risk worth taking. I would think for
0: anybody because that's an immediate rebuild, right? It it also feels like they're they're paying the bill on this car they rented. Yeah. It's like you got you we loaned you Anthony Davis, you won yeah. your title, and in exchange, yeah, you get one in four. It's collateral. It sounds it, yes.
3: it, it sounds like collateral. It's like you hold on to this pick, we'll return our Anthony Davis at the end <laughs> of this this uh rental period. Hold on to yeah. the pick just so you know that I I won't keep It's a keep security them.
0: deposit. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: was that one exciting road trip that you went on worth the 5 <laughs> years of I don't know, not having a house? I mean, like, I don't you don't went think so. to
0: you, you went to Orlando. <laughs> so probably oh, yeah. not so great. <laughs>
2: Good. Can I give you another one? By the way, if if I can give you a a team, I think the Bulls can convince themselves that they're a big man away, and he's a Chicago guy, Anthony Davis. So maybe Chicago Bulls. Although they owe their first round draft pick next year if it's in the uh, if it's actually if it's out of the lottery, they owe it to the Magic. So, Mm.
1: sorry. Can I give you another one? Give it. Yes. Sharks. I want to pitch you on (laughs) Clutch Clutch Brooklyn. I want to you know, pair Clutch Ben Simmons with Anthony Davis. We're going to trade Anthony Davis and two first-round picks for Kevin Durant. It's going to be hilarious. They're still not going to make the playoffs, but the Lakers are going to have LeBron and KD. LeBron's going to be sub-tweeting KD. KD is going to be burner-tweeting LeBron. It's going to be glorious. Russell Westbrook's going to hate both of them. Gonna be
2: ben Simmons turned into a flamingo on defense the other day and just collapse oh. on the floor and then oh. watch somebody dunk because he was so embarrassed by the previous play. Like I don't know if Ben's Ben Simmons is an entirely different conversation that nobody can really throw into any sort of trade. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you you're saying, keep you them there. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You misunderstood the trade. The trade is, is um KD is going to LA. So him and LeBron can, uh, I guess like passive aggressive each other to death. And, um, AD and Ben Simmons are going to be the Kings of Brooklyn. And, uh, yeah i yeah. couldn't think i think, think, of I think my brain couldn't process on Kyrie, that one so yeah. i think that's what it oh, was god. my brain just
2: couldn't put that one together sorry about that charlie <sighs> i just got real sad i started thinking
3: yeah about god do I, I just remembered
0: i just remembered.
3: give me a check give me a check get me out please. of this hell please <laughs>
2: thank you those are the teams. otherwise though. The teams like the Bulls, the Knicks, the Hornets, the teams that are just desperate to get back into real contention and feel like they're a slight upgrade away. Those are the ones that are going to try to convince themselves or put together a package for Anthony Davis. And that's the one that, you know, those are the ones that the Lakers are going to have to really decide if it's worth
0: sending this down that, you know, down that mountain. You know, the Lakers probably just get Kyrie as a throw in at this point. They probably, oh, God, no. We got it. We got it. Why did you do
3: that? that. We were know, already out of here. Don't LeBron wanted him before. Warriors. Walden, but... Warriors. Read it.
1: <laughs> all right. Is it time for the Warriors to trade their young guys and to go all in this year? Hmm.
0: Okay, so the young guys, to refresh your memories here, it's Moosey, 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 Moody, Moody, Um, It is Jonathan Kaminga. It is James Wiseman. These are three lottery picks who were the, they were the thing that made Joe Lacob truly light years ahead. They were going to win in the present, and also, Dominique, they were going to win forever. And now those guys aren't even getting on the court, man. <laughs>
3: This, so I feel like I need to bring back my zero goggles for championships. The Warriors will win going forward. There it is. But this is a this is a trap specially designed for me because I am someone who strong is strongly opposed to the idea that you can build for the future and win now at the same time. <laughs> and so how poorly they're playing right now suggests to me that I'm right. And it gives me all that I want to walk out here and start roasting them. And then they're going to mess around and win the title. And um, Steph's going to make fun of me at the podium again. But what it comes yeah. down to to me <laughs> is unless you have like carbon copy backups, younger backups of the players that are performing. Westworld cannot... world versions yeah. of
0: Steph Curry, Clay, and Draybot. Yeah.
3: You cannot build for the future while also like maximizing the present. Because in order, like the NBA is really hard, lots of really good players. You need to like maximize your style of play around certain players and get experience playing in that way. And while people like to trumpet depth, depth is something that I think is like overrated in basketball when it comes to winning championships. I think flexibility is something that's important, but like depth is not important in the playoffs. Like the rotations no. get tight as hell. Yeah, it's like seven and,
0: guys. And yeah. yeah,
3: and so the idea that these guys are actually going to contribute this year is unlikely. Like the young guys are going to contribute big amounts. Either they're good enough to be the front line pieces of a championship team, or they are ke- keeping you from making yourself as um, as good as you can possibly be. Yeah. So the idea, the, idea the, that there's this. Play, I, sorry.
0: Oh, I just want to point out something, right? So, like Alabaster put a card down about Jordan Poole and how terrible he is. Jordan Poole was supposed to be the carbon copy backup. he's a third it. Splash Brother, right? No, he's that was, not. That was that no. was the promise just, of why they gave him nine figures. He was the third Splash Brother. That was how the idea.
3: How, how, how sway. He's just cute and can shoot. Cool. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's not like. Fact all, check all true. the yeah. all the other things that Steph Curry is capable of doing, Jordan Poole is not. All the other things that Clay at his peak was capable of doing, Jordan Poole is not. Jordan Poole at it's like he's a very good piece, but the idea that he's going to like carry this on in the same way that either I mean he's no definitely chance. not Clay. He's not big well, enough or effective enough on defense to be Clay. So it's like he's Steph. Nah, bro, it's one of them getting no
2: more. I need more coffee the idea the idea that there's this sort of perspective with these teams where they're sitting around saying "Mm, we're starting off slow let's see we can probably win one in 24 and 26. let's just no like you can win one now if you can assess whether you can win one right now and we've seen steph curry already he had 47 the other night this guy is still flammable is still capable of setting a team just like they did to the celtics just Just driving them nuts because you have to defend this guy over the course of a seven-game series. And that, we've seen, is enough. Him, Draymond, is enough to get you a championship. Whether that happens every year, whether their health is the same, whether another team could just be better, uh, just depends. Goes from year to year. But the idea that they're going to, with any sort of confidence, say, "Okay, we might not win this year because we have to struggle with these young guys, but Kaminga, Moody, and Wiseman are going to win for us in 27. Come on, you know right away if you have another special player if you have another Mm -hmm. dynasty going like you got to do what you can to win now and so yes, it'd be great to have a young person that uh, budding all star that you can sort of team up there and bring with for a few years but that same player while he might be a nice player is not going to guarantee you any sort of a championship so what, what the problem is with this team is when he's not on the floor, they look entirely different. They look terrible, but they've always been an entirely different team because you cannot replicate what Steph Curry does to you. So they need to find an identity for that bench, whether, you know, if you go back to the Sean Livingstons, right, it was just a little bit more traditional offense. Well, I don't know if you can build an efficient sort of secondary unit that you can trust around Jordan Poole. I don't know if that's the case. So maybe nope. you trade Jordan Poole. Maybe you just build around him and say, okay, we know we can win with all these other pieces. They don't have to really score like Steph. So let's say, maybe. hey, at, at Sorry, the time Pablo. of the young guys going away, you know, the time of the big guys coming in and taking over the league, maybe we trade a small guy and, and piece together, you know, another one or two championship team.
0: But just to build that point real quick, Alabaster also helpfully put down this card, which does point out that the Warriors starting five is the best lineup in the league still, plus 72, Dominique. And so, like, no I, I believe, uh, well, but I, do, I do believe, I agree with you guys fully on this, right? You maximize Steph Curry, whatever it takes, maximize his career. Do not hedge right. for the That's, future if you're taking away from his present. That's the only. But it's kind I of follow here.
3: Yeah. So I think it's it's kind of too late because, like, they should have traded kaminga and wiseman when their stock was high when they could have gotten an all-star when they could have gotten pascal Pascal. oh my god these are these are things that they should have done then back then when they were being arrogant saying that they could do both at the same time so uh is steph curry good enough to put this team on his back like things crazy things happen injuries happen whatever things happen yes but Is it your, like, I feel like your responsibility to, like, do the best you can when you have a player like that throughout the course of his career? Like, the idea that they think that they're going to find another one of them, to me, is crazy. Like, you don't win titles without one guy like that. It's a really hard guy to find.
2: And so maximize it while you got him because you're – Well, a couple things, too. Because, like, you know with the Warriors, when they've got newer players or younger players, and you have to sort of acclimate them to, to, to learn how to play in the Steph Curry Warriors, Steve Curses, it takes a long time. It took Andrew Wiggins a long time, and he'd been in the league for a minute. So what can happen is as this season goes along, those guys continue to get better, start to show off that, hey, I still have this potential. And then they trade them because there's going to be a lot of players coming available come January, February, when everything just kind of settles and it's like, all right, here are the tankers and here are the the rest of the league. And so the Warriors could be one of those teams and you know, it's going to be appealing to whoever gets traded there. And so the Warriors could be one of those teams that just gets better, like significantly better January and February, just like, oh, wow, you know, the rich get richer and we're screwed over here. We're about to watch them win another championship.
3: I think that there's still like optimism and hope because this is basketball and the season's really long, that the skill level of these players is there and that they will learn how to be an asset at some point throughout the course of this season. I just don't like banking on hope when there are guys out there who you don't have to hope for that would be happy to join this and could fit in right away and be effective right away. And And I think the big thing for me is it kind of feels like they made this decision a while ago, and there's likely not going to be another off ramp. They because they missed the time, time when they could have traded for somebody who could be impactful, and now they need to like focus in and figure out which one of these guys can be effective. Because we all accept that Clay is not what he once was.
2: Whoa, we... Clay hasn't accepted that. Okay, yeah,
3: Clay. Okay. definitely. not everybody not excited, has accepted yeah. that. That's fair. Um, it's a distinct possibility that Clay is not what he once was. So, uh, if you're not going to be able to count on him in the playoffs to the degree that you would want to, then I guess Wiggins is hopefully going to be that replacement like he was last season. Draymond is another guy who is like, uh, he was really bad through stretches of the playoffs, and you're going to need somebody to like supplement that and like be able to help out in the areas that Draymond helps out in. If these guys can't rise to that level, if you don't see the potential of them rising to that level between now and and June,
2: <laughs> what are you going to do? Because Steph is good, but he ain't that good. I got one for you to play the alabaster role. Why don't they just steal the Lakers' proposed trade and get Miles Turner and Buddy Heald from Indiana for a bunch of young guys? And then you got the size, Miles can shoot from three, and you throw a Heald shooter. I mean, you throw what? three guys who've had the greatest three three of the greatest three-point shooting seasons ever on the same team I think they'd win again
0: I I I I like that but again like I don't know the upside Alabaster I'm curious if you think that we are being too pessimistic about it as the resident like basketball nerd who cares about fake trades like where (laughs) are you on the Pacers thing too like where where's Uh,
1: I mean like to me it's probably closer to things that Izzy is saying small not sexy moves like trading james wiseman for Yaka purtle picking up a wing from a team that wants to get more into the Weminyama lottery things like that are moves that can actually shore up the rotation because part of it the warriors feel like they have two teams right now uh guys yeah. who've been anointed as the next team and the team that's currently there and you see it with a uh, lack of respect from the starters you see it in lack of encore performance that stuff needs to be addressed with, with probably smaller moves that just shore up the rotation.
2: Although you lose some credibility yeah. when you say Jacob Pirtle is not sexy.
1: I mean, have you seen him <laughs> yeah, play? <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> Let's do one more NBA topic. And this one was a bit of an entanglement over the offseason with the Jazz, the Cavs, and the T-Wolves. They all traded players, traded spots in the, you know, the NBA landscape. And they're all really interesting teams. I wonder... To you guys, who's had the most interesting start to the year? The Jazz, Cavs, or T-Wolves?
3: Interesting.
0: The Jazz are interesting, and it does rest on the idea that the fact that they are number one in the West is not something that's going to evaporate one week from now. Because if it doesn't, that is the best story in the NBA pretty much by far. The Jazz are currently fourth in net rating, third in O rating, eighth in D rating, and they, Ugh. as we have said on this show before, they are defying the wishes of the guy who just got the job, whose entire premise is to be bad. Yes. <laughs> that, that's Lori Markkinen, by the way, speaking of guys who are literally and figuratively hot right now. Good Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. I didn't, I, didn't know that, I didn't know that was going to be a thing. By the way, I'm sorry to go
2: back to to the Lakers and Anthony Davis real quick. But how did I not remember that I saw a really hot Anthony Davis for Carl Anthony Towns rumor idea? Because that is quite the switch up, right? You tell LeBron, hey, Carl Anthony Towns rumored to not be the toughest in the world, but look how he stretches the floor and doesn't really need the ball in the post. And then you got Anthony Davis toughening him up out there in Minnesota. That, to me, I think, you know, maybe perks up the ear.
0: So you're... So you're going T wolves is what you're suggesting here, Izzy. Of those three I'm teams, suggesting you're that saying... the person
2: who suggested that might be a genius, is what I'm suggesting. Wow. Um, I
3: think we're obligated to talk about the Cavs because, at least from what I'm hearing, because of course I don't watch the Cavs play. <laughs> They're really good. It may be a title contender they are. Uh, at some point in this season. However, like the T wolves going all in and making a trade that we all thought was too much for um, Gobert and now being terrible and having Edwards seem like he's just an open mutiny on the court, just standing still in the way of a play, like suggests something that is much more interesting at this point of the season than being outright good. So I think I have to go with the T-Wolves from uh, an interesting standpoint right now because there's a lot of pressure on there and we pretty much anointed Anthony Edwards as one of the next guys last season because of his playoff run, his highlight dunks and his like, just maturity, at least on court maturity in big moments, we were like, all right, they got a guy, let's build up around him. And now it is just a mess.
0: God, yeah, Edwards Edwards is his quote, is he, they're playing soft, all that stuff. Yeah, not good, not good. Well,
2: and, and this is sort of my main concern when I thought of Minnesota, right? I knew they were going to get better defensively with Rudy Gobert in there, but two things, really had to happen if they were going to be good. They were going to get better defensively with Rudy, so he's going to block shots, but he's also going to gobble up rebounds, Okay, And Anthony Edwards had to be more of an aggressive scorer, more of a collapse the defense, so that means higher usage rate. Both of those things take numbers away from Carl Anthony Towns. Takes his rebounds away, and look it up. I don't think he's averaging double-figure rebounds for the first time in a while. And his shooting percentage, not great, probably because he gets the lancey when he's touching the ball these days. Um, and so I, I, I don't think if those things continue for him, if he can't find his sort of standing as the guy on this team, Cat, then I think there might be, a, it's never really going to mesh. They're never really going to vibe. Uh, I don't consider that that interesting. Though. I consider what the Utah Jazz are doing as crazy interesting yeah. because you just don't see that. And I know it's like, it's early, but we're what 11 games, 12 games in for them. And they just got like a, A smattering of good players that just found a way to play well together. And, like, there's somebody named Walker Kessler on their team who went to Auburn who's, like, a seven-footer who's been playing lately. I don't know who this guy is, but, like, they just randomly have a bunch of people. Yeah, and they're just, like, go and play. And, and like, stress-free, pressure-free. And there's a lot to be said about that, especially for guys who have never been sort of lead guys but believe they're fully talented and can do that. You give them, like, a green light. It's like, cool, watch me. And then, you know, sometimes they can put on a run like this. I don't think this is going to be sustainable, and I think the Jazz are probably going to have, like, maybe some weird random injuries show up all of a sudden if it is, if they are kind of good. I hope it's
3: sustainable. I sure hope it's it's sustainable. But it's the more interesting of the three to me. Nothing would make me happier than uh, the Utah Jazz trying to tank the season and ending up, like, the number one seed in the playoffs. but here's Um, what's
0: going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. All that's going to happen as we enjoy the roller coaster that is, um our distaste for Danny Ainge understandably a great ride they're gonna let's say remain a top ish seed in the west let's say they remain a top four seed in the west maybe they remain a top five seed whatever top six they're in the playoffs right they're not gonna win the title yeah. And so what are they going to have at the end? They're going to have Laurie Marketin and Simone Fontecchio and all of these dudes. What a ride. And then they're going to be like, what happened? What, well, well, what happens now? And it's well, like, well, they're they come back now. Back I mean, they, they, they get more of it.
3: They still they have a bunch of other people's picks, too. So like, no matter how well they play, right, don't they still have a bunch of other teams picks? They could still end up in the sweepstakes where they want to be. They got the uh, Wolves
0: picks. Yeah, go bear trade.
3: Yeah. Uh, they got, what's this, uh, Houston, Brooklyn, Brooklyn or Philly, right? Uh, Minnesota, unprotected. Yeah, so they got some picks. They could be the number one overall and still end up with Wimby, but I don't know. I don't hate Danny Ainge as much. You said distaste for Danny Ainge as much as I just have a distaste for openly tanking, and like, I don't want tankers rewarded is basically my issue with the Jazz and why I want them to win all the games, and I hope yeah. they
2: don't distaste get Distaste for it. Danny Ainge is greater yeah it's yeah. definitely greater <laughs> um I, I don't like i think what's gonna happen is they go on one four game losing streak and it's all right that's time it's time to sell off all these last pieces that we haven't sold off yet and i think that's where it's actually benefiting utah right now everybody's oh they're winning too many games eh, give it a couple of weeks and when they start being terrible then you're gonna you know two months from now you look at the roster and it's gonna be unrecognizable so give them time give them time the tanking has just begun
0: give them time to acquire russell westbrook Yes that uh, feels yeah. like it. Oh we're trying to win. We got Russell Westbrook trust <sighs> All right, I'll I'm
3: look- crashing guys the caffeine I know Oof. you
0: Ooh. may have noticed the the, the by the way that that curve of Dominique's energy kind of looks like Russell Westbrook's uh, offensive rating. Over Not now. nice that huge spike followed by a giant crash. Um, so sleepy now. Yeah. That's funny how that works so quick. <laughs> I ran. I ran out of caffeine. It's, it's like it's, it's, it truly is like a toddler. It's like you spun around in circles with us. It was great, and now you're oh, dizzy. Yeah. And you need to lie down.